Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com, soundcloud.com, and everywhere else you go to find your podcasts. We are so happy you took the time today to find us as we are talking Buffalo Bills football here. The Buffalo Bills have ended their mandatory mini camp, and uh, next up on the horizon will be the training camp at St. John Fisher, the 20th year that the Buffalo Bills have made their pilgrimage to Pittsburgh, New York, and St. John Fisher College for the offseason training camp schedule that is really the last straw before we get to meaningful football with the preseason games beginning on August 8th and the regular season beginning on September 8th when the Buffalo Bills travel to New Jersey for the first of two games back-to-back in New Jersey against the New York Jets and the New York Giants. We here on Believe are excited to be bringing you the latest news from One Bills Drive. My name is John Boccasino, and on this week's edition of Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast, we'll be talking about a topic that I feel should generate some uh, some comments from the Buffalo Bills community out there, and it's the future of the Buffalo Bills training camp at St. John Fisher College. This will be the 20th year that the Buffalo Bills will hold their training camp in Pittsford, New York, a suburb of Rochester. And, uh, you know, it's a topic that, when it came around, you know, back in 1999-2000, uh, a lot of fans were excited for the training camp to branch out to Rochester. It gave fans a chance in the Monroe County and Ontario County areas, a chance to watch their Buffalo Bills practice and prep for the upcoming season. But as we move further and further along, uh, fewer and fewer teams seem to be holding their training camps outside of their training camp facilities in a different city. In fact, the Bills are one of only nine NFL teams that travel for their training camp. And, uh, you know, the team announced their schedule for training camp, which is coming up uh, in July, of course. Um, But basically, with the first training camp session being on July 25th, the practices that are being offered at St. John Fisher College, there's fewer than there seems like there have been in the past. I know this year Buffalo has a partnership where they will travel to Carolina for scrimmages and practice sessions with the Panthers, but there are fewer sessions for the fans at St. John Fisher College, and it seems to signify a, a shift in positioning from the old Bills regime led by Russ Brandon who really valued and cherished the regionalization of the franchise. Now it seems like the Bills are scaling back on their efforts to entice fans uh, from Rochester to come out and uh, and go to the training camp sessions. We will talk about the future 
of training camp at St. John Fisher College. It's a topic that is near and dear to a lot of Buffalo Bills fans, especially knowing that the contract uh, runs out through 2021. So there's only three more training camps scheduled to be occurring occurring at St. John Fisher College. Will the Bills stay with St. John Fisher as their home, or will they move closer and keep it near their uh, state-of-the-art facilities at One Bills Drive? We will get some topics out there talking about training camp and the future of training camp at St. John Fisher College, and then we'll have a fun little discussion about the wide receiver room and uh, who we think is going to be the leading receiver for Josh Allen coming up in the 2019 season. Uh, It's a pivotal season for the second-year quarterback. The Bills have done everything they can to revamp and revitalize the offensive line and give Josh Allen more weapons to throw to, including the additions of John Brown and Cole Beasley to the wide receiver uh, room. So we here believe we'll take a stab at who we feel will be the leading wide receiver in the 2019 season. All those topics and more coming up on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hey guys, Del Reed from 26shirts.com here. Just want to say thank you to everyone who's ever purchased a shirt from us before. Uh, We just recently passed $560,000 that we've donated from your uh, purchases and your support. If you've never heard of 26shirts.com, head over there today. Check out the shirts we're selling. It's all based on Buffalo sports teams. And for every shirt we sell, we donate up to $8 to a local family or charity in need. So it's a win-win. So check it out, 26shirts.com, and let's go Buffalo. We are back here on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. My name is John Boccasino. We are, again, are so happy you took the time to find us wherever you hear your podcast. It's not too late. Go out there and subscribe, rate, and review our Believe podcast. We, of course, at Believe are very excited to be making the announcement that we will be joining the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network, uh, a network of podcasts being offered by Buffalo Rumblings contributors. We will be joining the likes of the Q&A podcast being offered by Matt Warren, the editor-in-chief of Buffalo Rumblings. Also, the Breaking Buffalo Rumblings podcast, uh, Anthony Marino's podcast offering, the former co-host 
of this show. Anthony does a great job with breaking news updates. Uh, Circling the Wagons podcast is definitely worth your time as a great listen. And the Nick and Nolan show joining the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network as well. We at Believe are very happy to be joining up and giving Buffalo Bills fans tremendous podcast resources as part of the fastest growing medium. So, Here on Believe, we want to start off our topics by talking about the future of the Buffalo Bills at St. John Fisher College for their training camp. Now, when this move happened, when the Buffalo Bills moved their training camp from Fredonia to St. John Fisher College in 2000, it signified a concerted effort by Buffalo's managerial staff to make the Buffalo Bills more of a regional franchise. Buffalo is one of the smaller cities uh, among fan bases in the National Football League. It's up there with Green Bay and Jacksonville in terms of population size. It is dwarfed, of course, by major market teams in Los Angeles, Chicago, Boston, Washington, you know, all over the country. Buffalo is one of the, again, smaller cities and smaller populations for an NFL city. And there was a challenge that was uh, facing the team at the time. How do they draw in more fans beyond the Buffalo marketplace to come and cheer on their Buffalo Bills? Well, the effort, of course, was to have training camp offered at St. John Fisher College in Pittsburgh. Rochester to Buffalo is a quick drive down the thruway, and I think the thought process was if they can entice the fans in Rochester and in Canandaigua and in Victor and on surrounding Ontario County to come to training camp and see their Buffalo Bills doing their training regimen up close and personal, they could foster a relationship with them that maybe if they haven't made it to a Bills game before, they would decide to make the trek west of the thruway and go to Orchard Park and see the Buffalo Bills in action for their home games. And I, I think it worked. I think uh, training camp at St. John Fisher College has been a tremendous success. It's been a, a marketing success. You know, they've done back at Fredonia, it was more of a sterile atmosphere where it was more focused just on the, the football. And I hate to break it to you, but training camp football is not the most exciting of uh, exercises. And, you know, yes, you get your moments when there's you know, live contact, 11 on 11, two minute drills that are really scintillating uh, to watch in person. But there's also positional breakdowns. There are a lot of stretching and conditioning. So it's not the most exciting or energizing activity for a fan to get out there. So the Bills marketing brass decided to make training camp more of an experience, make it very fan friendly. They would have autograph sessions. They would have a chance to buy the latest merchandise uh, at their pop-up tents that would happen outside of training camp at St. John Fisher College. And that really, as a result, I feel got more Buffalo Bills fans from Rochester to take an interest in the team, to get to know their favorite players, uh, to come out to Fisher and see how the team looked before breaking camp for the preseason. And that's all great, and it's awesome that the Buffalo Bills did that. I know I took advantage. Many times we would get our friends together and go to Fisher to watch the team uh, and get a a glimpse of your favorite player, uh, and it was a really exciting opportunity. But now, with the fact that the Buffalo Bills have really added a lot of resources you know, to their training camp, to their facilities, rather, at One Bills Drive, recently there was $18 million in renovations to their current training facility and weight room that were taking place at One Bills Drive. And the fact that it's it can be a disturbance having your team away from home. You know, you see the players, they're sleeping in dorm rooms. 
you know, they're not in their comfortable homes that they have in Buffalo and Western New York. You know, you're taking these players out of their elements and making them feel like they're kind of college kids again, which can be good to go away from home and work on your craft and do some of the practice sessions. There's some definitely some merit to that. But there's also something to be said for the continuity, I feel, of having training camp you know, taking place at the same place where you practice normally. And again, like I said during the Open, there's only nine teams, I believe, that have their training camp away from their main uh, facility, their main facility where their teams hold their in-season practices and in-season film reviews. And you can tell just by Sean McDermott with his attitude and the way that the Buffalo Bills have scaled back their practices at St. John Fisher College that the team must be seriously contemplating making St. John Fisher a thing of the past. I'm saying this with no direct knowledge. I'm just looking at the stats and facts over the last couple of years. You look at the night practices. Those used to be a calling card of the St. John Fisher training camp experience. You would have sold out crowds. You would have to go and purchase I say purchase, they were free. You have to go and secure your tickets from a local uh, business partner, uh, such as a Tops or some of the other businesses here in Rochester would offer training camp tickets. And you would go and you would secure your tickets and you would go sit under the lights and watch the team practice at St. John Fisher College to a sold out audience. It was an awesome, high energy atmosphere. Those night practices have been dwindling to the point where this year there is not a single night practice that is taking place at at, uh, at St. John Fisher College that is open to the public. To me, that's sign number one that the Bills are thinking of phasing out training camp at St. John Fisher College. Back in the day, there used to be five or six of these night practice sessions that fans could get all amped for. And it was great, too, because if you were someone who worked, a lot of these practice sessions now are during the day. You know, if you work, it's it's impossible almost unless you take a break from work to go make a 945 practice, which is when most of these sessions take place at St. John Fisher College. You know, there's only one Sunday session that's offered. It's Sunday, August 4th, 45. Other than that, there's seven sessions that are open to the public at 945 in the morning. That's not conducive to getting your fan base excited for a training camp session um, school's out for the summer, so it makes kids more apt to go and check out a practice. But if mom and dad are working, it's just not very convenient for the parents to take time out of their busy day to go to St. John Fisher College for a practice session. So between the fact that this year there's only 10 practice sessions at St. John Fisher College, the fewest in the 20-year history of this partnership between the Buffalo Bills and Fisher – And of those 10, only eight are open to the public, which is down from 14 total sessions and 11 open practice sessions from last year. And it's down even further when in 2007, the 2017, the first year of Sean McDermott's head coaching tenure, the team held 13 sessions open to the public at St. John Fisher College. Again, this year, we are down to 10 sessions with only eight of those being open to the public. It marks the least amount of public practice sessions at St. John Fisher College in the 20-year history of this partnership. And with there being no night practices open to the public, it just to me signifies that the writing is on the wall, that the Buffalo Bills are contemplating making a permanent switch from St. John Fisher College to move their facilities 
to Buffalo and be more near one Bills drive where, again, if you haven't been there yet, the Bills have you know two brand new uh, practice fields adjacent to their field house at One Bills Drive over the last two years, which gives the team ample space for hosting their training camp. And again, like I said earlier, they also completed an $18 million renovation to their current training facility and weight room this past offseason. So with all the comforts of working from home and having all of your familiarity with the facilities and controlling the circumstances, I could see a day where the Buffalo Bills say, you know what, St. John Fisher has been a great relationship and a great partner, but we are going to move our training camp closer to home and be more like the rest of the teams in the league who you can still schedule. Maybe there's some joint practice sessions that they hold at Fisher. Maybe they still have it where for one week out of training camp, a team like the Cleveland Browns comes to camp and does a session and a scrimmage. And we have dual practice sessions on the fields at St. John Fisher College. But I could really see it being to the point now where the Buffalo Bills abandon St. John Fisher College and move their training camp facilities closer to Western New York. Sean McDermott had a quote that was interesting when they was he was meeting with the members of the media talking about the future of the uh, Buffalo Bills at St. John Fisher College. And here's his quote. You've watched over the years the number of teams that don't go away versus the teams that go away. It's changed drastically. For that being one of the reasons, you have to give consideration to the cost-benefit of going away. I still believe, I know that GM Brandon Bean does too, that there are benefits involved with going away. Right now, it's an ongoing evaluation over whether the future of Fisher and training camp with the Buffalo Bills, the needs of the modern athlete change every day. We have to make sure we are giving them every chance to become the best versions of themselves. Not necessarily a ringing endorsement from McDermott to keep training camp in Rochester. I know that the Buffalo Bills have a close tie to Rochester. Again, when Russ Brandon was in charge of the franchise, he was a Fisher grad. He was an advocate for keeping the training camp sessions at Fisher. Kim Pagula, uh, Terry Pagula's wife and one of the co-owners of the Buffalo Bills franchise, is from Fairport, one of the suburbs here of Rochester. And she has been a proponent of keeping training camp here in Rochester, but with the extension only going through 2021 and the franchise, let's be real, they could always find a way to buy out the remaining years on this deal and move their training camp back to one Bills drive. I just don't know how much longer we are going to be able to say that the Buffalo Bills have training camp sessions being offered at St. John Fisher College. It's just one of the things of a changing face of the National Football League where teams are doing their training camp sessions closer and closer to home. And and they can love Rochester. They can love coming to Fisher, but you're taking professional athletes, putting them in dorm rooms, eating in cafeterias at a college campus. They're not used to this. And I feel like with the bills, they want to stress the comfort and the continuity and with their training facilities, you know, really having been ramped up over the last couple of years, it does seem clear that the bills at some point are going to um, get rid of St. John Fisher College as their training camp home. I hope it doesn't happen. I think the regionalization efforts are still important, even though now you do have social media. You know, fans can keep track of their teams and their positional battles closer than ever by watching, you know, videos on social media, by reading reports on buffalorumblings.com and other news outlets out there. There's more ways to follow your team and stay current on who is really making a good impression besides sitting under the hot sun at Grownie Stadium and watching uh, the Buffalo Bills battle it out in training camp. So 
I don't know. I don't want training camp to go away from Fisher. Selfishly speaking, it's nice to go once a year um, and, and see the players practicing and getting ready for the upcoming season. But I'm just saying that with the fact of the changing dynamics of the Buffalo Bills and their resources, I wouldn't be surprised to see Buffalo uh, shift gears and move their training camp away from Rochester and move it up to Western New York. All right, let's shift gears here and talk about an important topic for the Buffalo Bills. That is going to be the wide receiver position and who is going to establish themselves as the number one threat uh, for Josh Allen, the number one wide receiving threat. Who is going to establish themselves as a leading receiver moving forward in 2019? Now, the Buffalo Bills wide receiver core in 2019, they added Cole Beasley operating out of the slot. They added speedster John Brown, who the Bills have been interested in two years ago. He did not come to Buffalo because of uncertainty over the quarterback position. So after one year in Baltimore, John Brown signed a contract with the Bills to add a versatile talent to the wide receiver room. And uh, really, I think that it's exciting what's happening with the wide receivers. I look forward to seeing Zay Jones continue his development. Uh, He is somebody that the Buffalo Bills need to see moving forward, taking that big leap because, uh, you know, Zay had an off uh, a very turbulent offseason heading into the 2018 season, but he took major strides forward last year, I feel like, and he's to be expected to make some big steps forward in 2019. Cole Beasley coming over from the Dallas Cowboys as a reliable slot receiver. That's really something that can add a new wrinkle uh, to this Bills offense. Really, the Bills haven't had someone who has been a versatile, reliable threat out of the slot since Stevie Johnson departed. And, uh, you know, Cole Beasley is somebody that really can and I think will step up. Uh, 53 plus catches he averages during his uh, tenure, 75 targets a season he averaged over the last five years. And uh, even though his role diminished a little bit with the Dallas Cowboys, I think he is somebody who has been reinvigorated by moving to Western New York. And I think that he is going to be a really big uh, part of the Buffalo Bills offense, uh, along with Robert Foster, too. I know a hot take out there is that Robert Foster is going to regress in 2019 because he came out of nowhere to have a career year uh, after being cut by the team. He was re-signed. Um, and really had a different attitude once he re-signed with the Buffalo Bills in October uh, and really you know, showed himself to, uh, to be a capable receiver. But I think people are expecting him to bounce back, to regress more towards what he was at Alabama, where in his career he had 389 total receiving yards and 35 catches. Well, he put forward a tremendous effort last year with the Buffalo Bills. In fact, his first game of the year uh, back with the Bills against the Jets, he had 105 receiving yards on three catches. He averaged more than 20 yards per catch, showing immense growth in his game and a, a great rapport with Josh Allen. So I would see Robert Foster as being the leading receiver yardage wise, uh, hopefully for the Bills moving forward in 2019, because again, of that rapport that he developed with Josh Allen, and again, now I look forward to seeing what John Brown will do as a speedster who can really, you know, take the top off of the defense. Um, he's a burner. John Brown is. He averaged the fourth most air yards per target, almost 15 uh, since entering the NFL in 2014. And he does have a, a couple of drops on his resume, but I think John Brown is someone who is really going to 
make life a lot easier for Josh Allen moving forward in 2019. But for me, I think the key is going to be Zay Jones and Robert Foster developing themselves as wide receivers. The Bills don't have that true number one wide out, but they have guys who I think are pretty versatile in their roles and what they can do. And even though, you know, Buffalo has not had a 1000 yard receiver uh, since the 2015 season, when Sammy Watkins, the former first round pick amassed 1047 receiving yards in 2015, the bills receivers have underachieved since, although they really haven't signed a lot of, uh, of top flight talent. There were the flameouts of Jordan Matthews and Kelvin Benjamin, but Zay Jones is someone who has to take the step forward and continue his development. Robert Foster, I see no reason why he will regress. I look for him to lead the team in receiving yards moving forward in 2019. Um, Cole Beasley, I easily could see him catching 55, 65 passes this year as a versatile weapon out of the slot. And I could see John Brown leading the team in receiving touchdowns by hauling in deep bombs at Allen uh, throws, establishing that really nice deep threat that will take again the top off of the uh, defense and give Josh Allen more confidence with the downfield passing game. I think that there are a lot of weapons out there for the Buffalo Bills to be relying on at wide receiver. And, uh, you know, even though last year the Bills had the fourth fewest yards and lowest yards after the catch of any wide receiver court, and uh, Josh Allen has a strong arm that really can find those receivers downfield. There is going to be so much speed on this team, I feel like, with John Brown and Robert Foster that the shots will be there to take downfield or, you know, getting more of the play action, deep throws for those two wide receivers. And then underneath with Cole Beasley and Zay Jones, you know, it's going to be a really, it's going to be a treat, I feel like, for Bills fans to watch this wide receiver core operate. They have to be better than they were last year. So to me, I see Robert Foster leading the team in receiving yards again, and I could see Zay Jones or Cole Beasley uh, leading the team in catches, which will be very important for the Bills to establish this offense moving forward. That will do it here for our latest episode of Bill Leave, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. My name is John Boccasino. If you have any ideas for future podcast topics here on Believe, make sure to hit us up on social media. You can find myself at John J O H N. Boccasino, B-O-C-C-A-C-I-N-O. You can also follow us at Buff, B-U-F-F, Rumblings. We will talk to you later on next week on the next edition of Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. Hey, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at BuffaloRumblings.com. I wanted to let you know of another set of Bills podcasts that you should subscribe to on the Buffalo Rumblings channel. On your favorite podcast app, you can find Buffalo Rumblings Q&A hosted by me where we take fan questions and answer them. There's Circling the Wagons podcast, which is a lighthearted look at the Bills. And then the Blitzed Bills podcast, which takes a look at all over the NFL, but also relates it back to our Buffalo Bills. You can find it by searching for Buffalo Rumblings on any of your podcast apps or iTunes. We would love it if you would subscribe today and hear all of our great shows on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. 
How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.